Hello guys, how you doing today? Um, you know, I'm glad you guys are listening to me. Welcome to another episode. Um, today, today I want to talk to you guys about, you know, why are we here? Um, you know, myself, you know, who live alone and who's not married or having children. When you live by yourself, you you spend a lot of time thinking, you know, um, pondering what is beyond this, you know, what what happens after you take your last breath, you know. So a lot of us, we do not know our purpose. We do not know the reason we're here on this earth. So we spend a lot of time chasing the wind. We spend a lot of time trying to... Um, you know, fill that void inside of us by trying to get out as much money as we can, accumulate as much wealth as we can. Somehow we think those things are going to make us happy. You know, just like, um, you know, so we just, we do things to fill that emptiness that we have inside. And the main reason that we have that emptiness is not because, um, it's because we we not it's because we're not in touch with our creator, and that's the whole reason why we're here. You know, we were designed to glorify God. You know, so that's the whole purpose. You know, if you read in Psalm one thirty nine verse sixteen, you know, so it says, um, "You saw me before I was born." Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. So according to this verse, you know, God is in control of three things that, you know, intimately concern us. You know, the beginning, the beginning of life, you know, the length of life, and the exact plan for each life. So ultimately, we were created to glorify God. So God gave us, God created us for his glory. So God is self-sufficient. God does not need us. He does not need the angels. Um, he just created us because he wanted to have a relationship with us because he loved us, right? And just like if somebody, you know, just like if a couple, you know, wants to have a children, you know, they're not having the children because they actually need the children. I mean, they're not having the child because they actually need the child. They're having the child because they want, they want to show, express their love for the child. You know, they could be fine without the child, but they want to express their love by having a child. So that's how God expressed his love for us by creating us. He created he created us in different gender, different race, different nationality. So whatever we should just judge each other as, you know, as creatures that was created by God for a purpose. Every human being on this earth have a purpose. They just do not know their purpose. The reason is they don't they're not in touch with their creator. And that's what you have to do, you know. 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 40 years old right now. I didn't know my purpose in life till I was 34 years old. When I got born again, I got saved. And the thing is, once you get born again, you get saved. The Lord tells you exactly what he wants you to do. He's very clear. You know, the Lord is very clear. He's not a God of confusion. So I didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, but when I got saved, he told me that, guy, I want you to minister the gospel to um, women that's in the sex industry, you know, prostitution, strippers. I want I want those I want you to minister to those type of people, to those type of women because, you know, that's I love them just like I love you. And, you know, and just like when you when we, when we read in Matthew, when Jesus said, um, Matthew, Matthew 17, when he said, What you do for the least of these, you did it for me. So that's how you know that Jesus is God and He's the creator because a normal human being do not talk like that, you know? No one is gonna say, oh, what you do for the homeless, what you do for um, somebody in the street, you did it for me. Only God can talk that way. So that's why we have to um, humble ourselves. If we don't know our purpose, if we don't know our purpose, what we have to do is, is ask God our purpose, you know? Say, Lord, what do you want me to do? You know, um, even when I got saved, you know, the Lord had to tell me that multiple times. God, you know, the Lord told me that in 2000 and, um, I think 2014, he told me I want you to minister to the girls in the sex industry. He told me that again in 2017, right? And then I think he told me that one more time, um, 2019, last year. So he told me that at least in three separate occasions, you know, he's very, God takes um, salvation very seriously. You know, salvation is very, um, that's the most important thing to God, you know. Of course, God wants everybody to be, um, you know, it's good. God likes to see his children happy, um, but the most important thing to him is um, people getting saved, salvation, people forsaking their sin and coming to Christ. So even if this life is hard for you, you're going through a lot, you are, um, you know, you, you, you're struggling and you've been through a lot, you've been homeless, you've been, you know, I've been through a lot of the things that most people have been through you know, my life's been hard, very hard. But one thing that I learned that at 40 years old, you know, let's say I live for 35 more years, that's still a very short time, right? So even if you live to be 95 or 100 years old, guys, that's not very long when you look at eternity, right? So, Imagine if you suffer for 95 years, and then after that, you get to live with Christ for eternity. So that means that five trillion years from now, you'll be with Christ. So you see, you see what I mean? So it's like going through the hard time. No one could tell me about hard times. I know about hard times better than anyone. You know, there are things that I've been through. There are things that I've been through. 
that I, I am not completely healed yet. But, you know, what happened is the Lord, once you get born again, you get saved, the Lord deposits the Holy Spirit in you. So the Holy Spirit helps you, um, strengthen you, and helps you overcome certain things. Uh, but at the same time, the Holy Spirit is there to convict you of your sin. Um, the Holy Spirit is there to, um, you know, to chastise you and to conform you to be like Christ. You know, so that's what happened. Once a Christian get born again, you know, they get baptized, they start following the Lord, they start, um, you know, the Holy Spirit is, 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 you know, that Christian is a baby Christian. You know, the Lord, I was a baby Christian, but I thank the Lord now I'm a mature Christian. There are certain things that the Lord revealed to me that, you know, when I was a baby Christian, he didn't reveal those things to me. So it takes time. But my point is, guys, that we are in, a, we are in the middle of a war. Okay? We are in a war. When you are in a war, you're just trying to win. You're just trying to, you're playing defense and offense at the same time. So you you, you own the offense, but you also own the defense too. So when you become a, a born-again Christian, you have to um, learn how to attack the enemy. The way you attack the enemy is by spreading the gospel. When somebody does something against you, you forgive them, you try to forgive them, you pray to the Holy Spirit to help you forgive them, to help you, um, you know, not to have any, not to harbor any hatred, not to harbor any bitterness or um, anger, resentment in your heart, because that's what the enemy wants to do, right? So if you have any hatred or any kind of those things, jealousy, envy, bitterness in your heart. So what happened is, what Satan is trying to do, he's trying to extinguish. He's trying to extinguish that light that's in you, right? So it's kind of like um, if the house is on fire, you know, the fireman comes with the water hose, he's trying to pull out that fire. So that's what Satan is trying to do to you. He see you have that light of Christ in you. So what he's trying to do is, if he, if he can't extinguish that light in you, that fire that you have in you, then you cannot spread that fire, you know? Because he doesn't want you to go around talking to um, unsaved relatives and friends about Christ. That's the last thing the enemy wants. So first he has to do, so that's why you're playing offensive in defense. You're playing offense and defense at the same time. So. You're trying to spread the gospel, but at the same time, you have to uh, protect yourself. You have to um, keep yourself from falling into sin. So you have to deal with your own sin while, you, while you're calling out somebody else on their sin. So that's why Jesus said, you first you take the plank out of your eye, then you tell your, um, your neighbor oh, to take the speck out of their eyes. So, and the Bible also says it's like a double-edged sword. So a double-edged sword is, 
you know, you have to be careful how you hold it, right? Because if you don't hold that sword the correct way, you can cut yourself and cut the person at the same time. So, you know, it cuts both ways. So that's what a double-edged sword means because it cuts, it cuts the person that's receiving the message and it cuts you too. So if I'm talking about you should not come in adultery, so I cannot be coming in adultery myself, okay? So I'm, I'm telling myself you cannot come in adultery. At the same time, I'm telling my neighbor, I'm telling my friend, I'm telling unsafe people that you cannot come in adultery. So it works for, um, it applies to, um, to everybody. So Jesus is, I mean, God is no, Jesus, God is no respecter of person. God is no respecter of person at all. Um, and it cannot make a mockery out of God. You know, you reap what you sow. You know, if you, if you um, live a life of sin, you know, sin only, uh, you know, like the Bible says, you know, uh, when, when, you know, sin leads to uh, death, you know, it leads to death. When you sin, it leads to death, it, you know, spiritual death, you know, it, it, what happened is, that's why Jesus comes, right? So Jesus, the purpose of Christ is to reconcile fallen men back to God, right? So that's why Jesus had to be both man and God, right? So like we have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? So the Father doesn't have a, um, a human nature. So the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, what we call in the Bible, what we call Trinity, actually is called the Godhead. So the Father does not have a human nature. The Holy Spirit does not have a human nature. But Christ has a human nature. That's the reason why Christ has had to die on the cross. Because you needed somebody that had a human nature to take on the sin of fallen men. Right? So if Christ was didn't have a human nature, then it will not be sufficient enough for God. So he had to have human nature in order to pay the sin of human, you know? Um, so that's what's very important. So what once Christ died, he reconciled us back to um back to you know we, we are reconciled back to God. So it's kinda like if I have um you know or me for example, if I have a bad relationship with my father, so me and him we're not speaking. I'm just using that as an example. So Somebody else's job is to reconcile us together because we are technically enemies. So you are enemy of God till you become born again and accepted Christ as your personal savior. So the Bible actually says you are um the love of the world is enmity to God. You know? So God's wrath abide in, in the loss. You know, the Bible actually says that. So, you know. In order to you reject Christ, then God's wrath is in you. You accept Christ, then God's wrath is removed from you. God's wrath is taken upon Christ on the cross, right? So God took out his wrath on Christ on the cross. Um, since he took out his wrath on Christ, so now you don't have to suffer that wrath anymore. So now you are free. You know, you are dead free because you had a sin debt. Right? So you are indebted to God because of your sin. 
So the only way that um, since you were indebted to God because of your sin, so now somebody has to come and pay that debt, right? So it's kind of like, you know, I owe student loan money. I cannot not pay that student loan back, right? So unless I have a rich uncle, oh, that's going to come and pay that debt for me. But I have to pay that debt back. I cannot get away from that debt, you know? Because I think student loan debt is the worst debt to owe. Uh, because every other debt, you could claim bankruptcy. Student loan debt, um, you know, the only time the student loan debt go away is, that is when you die. So that's the only way your student loan debt go away. But, you know, so that's the same thing. That's the, I'm, I'm just using that as an example. I hope you guys understand what I was trying to say. You know, just like um, your debt has to be paid. So what happened with a lot of people, the reason why a lot of people would be perished is because they, they don't feel like they need a savior. They feel like they are good enough. Like, they feel like if they do enough good, you know, like um, if they, you know, help people out and they, they uh, take care of the poor, they heal the sick. I mean, they give money to the um, to to those who are downtrodden. Um, they help out, you know, they do all kind of good works, but they think that's sufficient enough. You know, they fail to realize that no, no one is good enough. You know, there is no one in this earth that is good enough to enter the presence of God. Uh, people does not understand what does holiness mean. So, you know, and so, I mean, like I was saying, uh, if you read, um, you know, to be like one of the things I said, is to, um, to serve God, to serve the Lord, obey Him. Um, so that's why we read in Ecclesiastes 12, verse 13, it says, when all has been heard, the conclusion of the matter is this, fear God and keep commitments, because this is the whole duty of man. This is no longer the purpose than being a servant of the king of the universe, okay? So, and the thing is, people need to realize, guys, you know, I'm glad you guys are listening to me, but you need to realize that you guys are the clay. That's all you are. You are clay. God is the potter, right? Okay, let me give you a perfect example, right? Um, the reason I say that is because God can do whatever he wants, right? So if a million people died, you know, he's the creator, so he's in control. Your life does not belong to you. It belongs to God. The whole purpose on this earth is to glorify God. That's it. You don't have any other purpose. You need to find out what, which way and how can you glorify him. What, um, how are you going to glorify him? Are you going to be a missionary? Are you going to be an evangelist, a pastor, um, you know, a teacher? You know, that's one thing that I learned. It doesn't matter what culture that you live in. Everybody, once they know their purpose in life, that person, you know, do not waste their time on things that things that are not important. They are late. They are. Uh, uh, they become very focused 
you know, because they already know what, God already told them what he wants. They don't just wander around and then just try to, you know, you know, just working on no purpose. So it's, 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 um, it's critical to know why you're here uh, because you'll just be wasting your time. And, and you know, like Jesus says, um, the devil only comes to kill, steal, and destroy, right? Because the devil only comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And what he's trying to do is just trying to rob you of your purpose, right? So he just wants you to drink and just smoke and then just, you know, just having sex with different women and, and men, women having sex with different men, just living a life, just enjoying, just satisfying your flesh. He's so evil because he knows when you satisfy your flesh, that's going to lead to your death, you know. First you die, um, spiritual death, that's the first death, right? So spiritual death is a separation from, from God. So you don't have fellowship with God anymore. You know, you don't feel his presence. Well, I'm, I'm, those are people who never got, if you never got saved, so you live in your life, you don't have any fellowship with God, you don't have any, you just live in your life to, to make you make yourself happy. Um, just to, whatever your flesh tells you to do, you do it. So no fellowship. Those are people who are spiritual death. Remember what Jesus says to the um, to 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 the to the young ruler, or, or maybe it was the prince. I don't remember that. I'm just quoting this on top of my head. He said, you know, the I think he said to Christ, he said, I have to go bury my father. Christ said, let the dead bury the dead. That's a, I mean, that statement right there it should scare a lot of people because what it's saying is that. Two dead people, the person that is dead already, you know, he's physically dead. And the person that's walking around, even though he's not physically dead, but he's really dead spiritually. So, you know, so they both are dead. Um, it's kind of, you know, so that's the thing is, you know, you don't want to be, you don't want to die spiritually, you know. And all the night to die spiritual death is to be in fellowship with, with God. Okay, and then, so now the second death is um, so that's physical death, right? So we're all gonna die, right? So we're all gonna die. So we should be, we should not feel sad when when a believer died. Okay, so so listen carefully what I'm saying. I'm not talking about everybody. I'm talking about a believer. I mean, we are we are gonna feel sad because if you if you lose your loved one. But what I'm saying is we should be we should have mixed feeling, right? Just like when Paul was saying that um you know absent like when the Bible says, you know, absent from the body, like you're present of the Lord. And then I think the apostle said, um, he wants to be with us, but at the same time he would rather go be with the Lord. His spirit wants, so he's kind of like uh, conflicted, right? So that's the same feeling that we all should have. When we lose a lost one that's in Christ. So listen carefully, they have to be in Christ. When somebody who died who is in Christ, we should have mixed feelings. We should be happy for them that they're gonna go be with the Lord. You know, but at the same time, I mean, you know, we we all human, we will be a little bit um 
uh, you know, a little bit sad because we're going to miss that person. But we should be more happy for them than sadness. Okay, because that person, there is no more tears. There is no more um, pain, no more suffering. That person is just, if you died in Christ, I mean, that's, you cannot ask for any better death. You know, somebody who's been, who died, who, who fight the good faith. You know, that's why I call this uh, podcast, Fight the Good Faith. You know, hold on, you know, you're in a race. You know, hold on to the Lord. And because, guys, think about it, man. Life is not, life is too short. It's too short, you know. Because uh, once you be with Christ, think about it. It's kind of like, you know, you live, um, okay, so you live for 80 years, and now you're going to be with Christ for like 500 trillion years and more. It's like it's, there is no end. It's endless. It's eternity. I mean, so what you have to suffer in this life? Who cares? Who cares? You know? The spirit is going to live for eternal. You're going to be at the right hand. You're going to be right next to Christ. Like you guys are going to rule forever. Man, it's not, it's not you know... It's not worth it to live a life of sin. It's not worth it, guys. It's really not. You know? It's kind of like, imagine this, right? Imagine you got saved. You're serving the Lord. Okay? You got saved. You know, fine. I'm 35. I mean, I'm 40 now. Let's say I got saved about 34. So now I'm living my life. You know, I'm obedient to the Lord. You know, for 40 years, right? I mean, so at 75, I'm, uh, you know, I died. So 75 years, I died. So I spent 40 years serving the Lord, and now I'm going to spend eternity with Him. So 100, 500 trillion years from now, I will still be with Christ. And all I did was being obedient to Him, serving Him uh, for about 40 years. See? It's kind of like if you go to work, you clock in, you know, you only work for like five minutes, and then you go home, and then your employer sends you a check for $500 billion. You see what I mean? So it's like, it's that, you know, what the Lord promised us is too much. We're not even worth it. You know, it's not, we're not worth it. You know, I don't worth, you know, eternal life. There's nothing that I did to deserve to be with Christ for eternity. As a matter of fact, I did the opposite. I don't deserve to be with Christ. You know, I, I don't deserve to be with Christ at all. There's nothing that's righteous and good about me when I think about it. You know, I've done things that hurt other people. You know, I don't deserve it at all. You know, so... It just, I just started being obedient to the Lord the last six years, I mean, almost seven years. I just started, you know, obeying Him and, and following Him. My whole life, I was living in sin and rebelling against Him, you know? It doesn't make any sense for me to, um, to, to receive that, you know? It's like if I, like I said, like I said before from my previous example, so if I get that check, um, for $500 billion, I only work for five minutes. I'm going to look at that check. I'm going to be like, 
I think you're making a, I think you made a mistake. And I, I just, I don't deserve that. I didn't even, you know, I didn't even, I only spent five minutes working and then you're giving me a check of $500 billion. That's the equivalent, guys. I hope you guys see where I'm coming from. It's just, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Once you realize that you're a sinner, that you don't worth any, you don't worth eternity with Christ, then you're going to have more grace. You're going to have more mercy for the people. You're going to humble yourself. You know, you're going to pray for your enemy. You're going to pray for those who who um, who's suffering. You know, you're going to you're going to uh, give grace and mercy and compassion for the uh, for those um, that's unsaved, that's still living in darkness. You know, for the dead. You know, those who are spiritually dead. You know, so it just we have to remember, guys, to to um to remember that we are fighting a fight that we have to hold on. We fighting fight the good fight of faith. You know, just fight, just hold on to Christ. You know, just don't lose hope. You know, be courageous. We are more than conquerors. You know, we are more than conquerors. And just realize that, um, you know, before we know it, we'll be with him for eternity. You know, I know we guys are going through a lot of hard time because of this pandemic. But my job is as an apostle to encourage you to fight the good fight of faith and to hold on uh, to the race. So thank you guys. I appreciate you for listening to me. I'll talk to you later, okay? Have a good day, and may the Lord bless you, and be safe.